0: Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the podcast where you can hear me and Duck argue about Pete Burns for ten minutes, because I'm right and you're fucking wrong. Hello? <laughs> That's right, I had to get that one in there right away. Oh, yeah, Alright, fine. Um, I was gonna say, well, we were just having an incredibly awkward conversation about hearing your neighbor through the walls. Having sex, often... not
1: just hearing your neighbor. I'm
0: trying to think of... I suspect I know when my neighbor is indulging in some self-love, because there's this very specific noise that he makes every once in a while. Like a ghost? Like, it's, it's not... Ooh. Like I no. said, I, I can't mimic the noise, but it's just the only thing I can figure he's doing whenever he makes that noise. Right. It's not like a sexy noise, or a normal, like, moan, or exclamation, or anything like that. You're just gonna have to hang out until my upstairs neighbor jerks it again, so you can Sweet. hear it.
1: Um.
0: I'm gonna hang out with the cats
1: waiting for some guy upstairs to jerk it. Saddest oh, okay. existence ever. <laughs> I was going to
0: say, that's the saddest... I can just, like, see panels and panels of this comic book of you sitting here, like, not even watching TV or anything.
1: Just with a Red Bull to keep me up, the cats keep milling about, their food gets higher and lower, like, to, like, give you time Blood progression, progression. Yeah. and then I'm just sitting there, like, staring at the ceiling... Staring at the wall, staring at the ceiling. I was
0: going to say, occasionally there's food boxes on the coffee table. Mm, there's, like, a
1: pizza, and you can tell, like, how long it's been by, based on how much I've eaten the pizza. food boxes, yeah. yeah. hmm
0: And then the last panel is, oh. <laughs> like, the the you just, oh, that's the noise she was talking about.
1: Well, that was weird.
0: What? Because you were like, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe we should do, like, a really sad trade paperback which is just panels of shit that we've done that is depressing.
1: Uh, I actually did I did that with uh, Maddie. It was a, 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 a segment called Loserville, and it was supposed to be based on. It was always going to be based on real events, um, and then if my friend Rob drew it, he had to draw stick figures, or if I drew it, it had to be with my left hand. Oh. So it was like intentionally crappy. It was like the uh, when the world of rejected starts breaking down. And but like, like said, I'm no, I said, no. sipping my boots.
0: Well, it's just one of those like sad things that we've done either out of boredom or because we were depressed or you know just because life. Mm-hmm. You know, like that time I was taking a bath and had my shot glass and the bottle of whiskey there next to me so I could drink in the bathtub. Wow. I was depressed and everything hurt. I needed to soak in Epsom salts.
1: And whiskey. Did you pee in the tub?
0: I did not. Pee in the tub. Why does people think that? Okay, one. I've had this conversation before. Baths are for relaxation. They are not for cleanliness. Because you're really just soaking in your own filth. Mm -hmm. Like I said, baths are never for cleanliness. Why would you pee in the bath? you want to sit in your own pee?
1: Depends on how depressed you are.
0: I've never been that depressed. Okay. There are certain lines that don't get crossed.
1: And peeing in the bath is one of them.
0: It's like peeing outside. I don't pee outside either.
1: You can't wipe. It's weird. I'm in black, and they're like out in the woods, and she pees, and I'm like, she didn't wipe.
0: It's a drip-dry thing. It's gross.
1: No no, 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 no matter how much you wiggle, jiggle, or dance, that last drop is always in your pants.
0: Do you dab? I dab.
1: That means something different now.
0: Yes, I know dab means something different now, but I'm just saying, the, the whole pee in your pants thing just makes me think of that scene in the Venture Brothers where Hank gets a little bit of pee on the front of his stop, pants. Stamp. Stamp. Yeah. Do you dab? I dab. And then he discovers that putting his junk under the hand dryer is awesome. Quote, yep. it's better than sitting sideways on a swing.
1: Mm. Does he light his pants on fire? Yes,
0: he does end up lighting his pants on fire, and then he yells at Dean for, quote, wailing on his junk, trying mm-hmm. to put it out.
1: What wailing on my... I... that was the double date, wasn't it? Yes, it was, it was a good with... episode.
0: It's Triana and her friend... Crap, Darkness. Was... No, what was the name of her friend? Oh, I don't know. Who's just, like, the standard golf girl with the fake hair falls and the, yeah. And she's
1: like, oh, he's got, like, a Buddy Holly thing going.
0: Yeah, but I don't You're think like, he does it on purpose. Purpose, yep.
1: It's not ironic.
0: Dean's a little, oh, I was gonna say, Hank, he's a little more athletic. That sounds good. He dresses like Fred from Scooby-Doo.
1: And does. It's a neckerchief.
0: Oh, neckerchief.
1: Do we have a whiteboard?
0: We have a great Wait. whiteboard, unfortunately. We a great whiteboard? Great white, Oh, uh, great. Now I want one shaped like a shark. <laughs>
1: Nom 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 you're welcome <laughs> internet. I expect our listeners to go down slightly I wish I could have like a real time I'm like yeah we didn't like that we like that you two are just big idiots oh okay I
0: think people like us being idiots we're good at it so, I actually went through and rewatched and watched for the first time a bunch of the DC animated that you gave me. Yep. One that I had rewatched that I always forget every time how much I love Shut it. Shut up, neighbors. Under the Red Hood.
1: If you're not jerking it, I don't want to hear you.
0: Oh, that's a new internet meme. Just a picture of Doug like this. Sorry, arms crossed with a scowl on his face. If you're not jerking
1: it, I don't want to hear you.
0: That would be the caption. I'll put it together. Oh, Lord. But yes, I was going to say, I rewatched Under the Red Hood for the first time in a few years. I always forget how much I love that.
1: This is the first Joker you see after Mark Hamill leaves. And so I have a well, bit of trepidation. Well, it's
0: funny, because the non-turn came in for a few minutes while I was watching it, and he's like, this isn't Mark Hamill Joker.
1: No, it's I don't like this. John DiMaggio Joker, which is awesome.
0: Why is Jake being such an asshole?
1: Or Bender. Well, Bender would actually be an asshole. Bender is great. But that whole, that, that whole first scene... Which one hurts more, backhand, forehand, A, or B? Oh, I'm sorry, lamb chop, I couldn't hear you, but I guess a collapsed lung or punctured lung, like, ruins the oratory. Like, his Joker's fucking brutal and sadistic, and I love it. Is there
0: a reason why Mark Hamill stopped doing Joker?
1: Just, was like, I've got better things to do.
0: What, like the new Star Wars?
1: Yeah. And being in, like, Wing Commander Part 9 or whatever it is, um, he's a voice on the wing commander video games
0: jay and silent bob is Cocknocker.
1: hey kids it's movies mark hamill um
0: why do they call you Cocknocker? knocker it's a funny story
1: actually <laughs> um yes i have jay and silent bob's right back memorized um i
0: can't believe you're wearing such gay red booties
1: oh man these are gay <laughs> um
0: sorry right, go ahead uh under the red hood
1: i i liked it uh one you had this and we talked about this very early on in the podcast. Um this is when you see Bruce I want to say Bruce Green, but I'm not sure that's right though. Um but Pike from Star Wars uh oh, Star Wars, god damn it. Pike from Star Trek as the voice. You're fired. As the voice of, of Batman.
0: Yes, which we talked about after we had seen Into Darkness. Into Darkness. And that because there are
1: two people that voice Batman. Batman. Um I thought it was, this is kind of when you start getting into the more adult DC stuff where they do start having the storylines that aren't so much for the kids or there's a bit more blood. A lot um, more violence. Yeah. I mean, just the whole opening scene of the Joker Although beating. Although there
0: is the part where he says crap instead of shit, which made me laugh.
1: But, uh... Just that opening scene of the Joker beating, yeah. um, Jason Todd up, I mean, it was just, it was one of those where I, when I, my friend's, uh, kids wanted to watch the new Batman, and I was kind of like, our new Batman cartoon, rather, and I was like, um, I'm kind of violent at the beginning, like, are you, and he's like, yeah, yeah, the seven-year-old is fine, three-year-old maybe not so much, um, but, uh, and it's got some, it's got some adult not adult themes but the storytelling is a bit more sophisticated it is um and which, I
0: you remember the last scene of that movie is him having a flashback to him putting on the Robin outfit the and hiding behind time. the
1: back computer and it's very wistful but you're kind of like
0: <sighs> you're like wow why did it twist the knife a little there
1: uh yeah um
0: However, it does make me realize how terrible that first Robin costume always is without, no, I was going to say, with the little, like, with the bathing boot, suit. With the elf boots and the uh, yeah, Aquaman Speedo. The,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And no tights. Nope.
1: Nope. Nope. You
0: gotta have bare legs. You gotta show that shit off.
1: Is that going to lead us into the social contract later, or no? Oh,
0: crap, we didn't talk about a social I've contract. I've got one. Okay, good. <laughs> The show used to have structure, but then Devin Doug fell apart after about the first year.
1: Less. Oh, we didn't make it onto the uh, Rolling Stones Top 50 podcast. I, I don't want to ruin that list for you, but we don't make it.
0: Aww. I
1: did tweet about it, though, at Rolling Stone. How'd that go? I uh, said, so this is the first year we haven't made the list. Then again, we're less than a year old. Hashtag see you next year. Hashtag terrible twos.
0: Hashtag less.
1: Done hashtag bots.
0: So, um, moving on, the one I watched after that was World's Finest, which Speaking is actually of Mark like Joker, said which is a story arc in uh, I was going to say in Superman as opposed to a movie.
1: Um, yeah, I, I believe it was like a three episodes of the of the nineties Superman. Yeah, like I said, um, it
0: wasn't it wasn't an honest to god movie. It was the story. But then they ended
1: up packaging it as like an hour and a
0: half. Yeah. Okay, so here's what struck me about that one. The part where Batman surprises Lex Luthor in bed and Lex Luthor sits up and you see the outline of his areola, but nothing else. Like the faux Lex Luthor nipples cracks me up. Maybe that's
1: why he's so angry all the time. (laughs) Because
0: he doesn't really have nipples, he just has black lines where his nipples should be.
1: Yeah. That'd make me angry.
0: That's why Lex Luthor's so angry. He got he, ain't got. he got no, no nipples.
1: nipples. <laughs> Lost my hair. God ruined my nipples. I hate that fucking alien. I will bet he's flush with. I bet he's lousy with nipples.
0: So many nipples.
1: How many nipples? All, All the, the nipples. nipples. Um,
0: uh, and you get to see the really fun interaction between Batman and Superman when they both uncover each other's quote Batman's secret identity. Batman
1: discovering, or Batman tricking the, the whole thing with the... with The like tracker on The a tracker, a tracker, and then Superman uses the telescopic vision, and Batman just kind of does, like, the whole, like, salute. little salute. Yep. He's like, now we're even, and it's just like, that's fucking Batman. That's one of those definable... And Kevin Smith talks about it a lot. It brings up a lot, and I completely agree. That is a definable animated Batman moment where you're just like, it's fucking Batman. Like, you don't get He's more Batman the
0: fucking Batman.
1: Goddamn Batman. No, no, no. Oh, we're, we're changing it. He's the fucking Batman?
0: He's the fucking Batman.
1: I like my fucking cover the fuck I want.
0: Pretty much. Yeah.
1: Um, I like World's Finest. I, I will always go back to it. I loved, um... The... When, um... I loved the, the scene where Joker and Lexus Luthor are meeting and Harley and Mercy are fighting in the background. Oh, God,
0: that cracks me up so... Well, it's the first time they meet, Harley just beats the crap out of Mercy. Mm-hmm. And then the second time... I think and Mercy, Mercy gets sucker punched sucker- by
1: Batman at one point, doesn't it? Or, like, like she's about to... like She's sneaking up on Batman, Batman's, like, punk right yeah. in the face. But I
0: was gonna say, the part where Mercy sucker punches Harley the second time they meet mm-hmm. just always cracks me up.
1: It was... Yeah. I, I love the Mercy-Harley stuff, and then when, uh, when Harley, uh, takes out Mercy and, and is driving around like Luthor that very early on it's like you know whatever you want Mr. L and he's like
0: Swell Mr. L Swell
1: Mr. L that's what it was Mr.
0: L yeah Yeah.
1: Um, and that was the, the the first time you see the Joker redesign where he's got the black eyes the white dots
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, as opposed to the original um, uh, when he actually had normal looking eyes but I kind of like the black eye and white dot prepared, I, I, I thought it worked uh, in terms of the design of
0: it. But it's just, that episode was a pretty defining episode for me because I totally remember them with the jade dragon that's really kryptonite and them cracking it in half and doing the half for now, half for later. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And they uh, they paint the giant smile on the LexCorp ship. Oh, man. I mean,
0: everything's better with the, the smile.
1: And Harley Quinn's bouncing around using the acrobatic. I mean,
0: the one where he takes over the mobster's hideout. And Harley takes out all the goons on a pogo stick. Yeah. Yeah. Love that.
1: I mean, there's just so many wonderful moments in that. That once you see it, you go, it's one of those, like, I've got friends who were like, yeah, I didn't really get Batman 90s. And I'm like, I'll give you kind of my greatest hits, and you'll get it.
0: I loved Batman 90s.
1: Um, we're going to talk about it later, since I got my greatest hits. And one of them is, there's just like a handful in the first season where I'm like, I don't know how I, I don't know how I would have been had I not seen these. I mean, they shaped me that much.
0: I'm trying to think what what iteration it was. I'm pretty sure it's 90s Batman. There's a specific... I was going to say, you're going to laugh when I say this, but a lot of the ways that I would dress, and still do occasionally, is based on some of the characters in that, like the black choker and the short skirts with the long coats. Just okay. random, I was going to say auxiliary characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can see. It.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, and not not so much these days. Well, the the, oh.
1: the yeah, the Gotham that you saw in the '90s was very 40s slash 60s. I mean, you really did see. No, it was
0: a little you know mod style outfits. Yeah, you know, short, yeah, yeah. Short yeah. But with like an almost noir films. yeah sensibility exactly. to it. Exactly.
1: Um, the way uh, uh, we'll talk about it later, but uh, the way kind of Gwen Stacy always looked. Uh, how I imagined her looking. I mean, you see a uh, Mary Jane for the first time, and you've hit the the, the jackpot tiger, and she's wearing the, the um sleeveless like turtleneck vest and the kind of like pencil um, pencil skirt, and it's like, yeah, the kind of '60s sensibility, exactly, but with a noir, noir uh, kind of twist uh, look to it.
0: With nods to the '40s.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, after that, I watched *Return of Joker*. Yet another fucking terrible turn for Robin. Good. Lord.
1: Now and I got Those you. The un- I got you the unrated version. Oh. The the rated version. Um, when they show when Joker's doing the home videos, which is terrifying in and of itself.
0: But the first reveal of him after he's been tortured to be son of Joker.
1: JJ. Joker, oh my Joker.
0: God! You're just horrified, and the whole scene. And
1: that slow build to his laughter he's like
0: ha ha.
1: <laughs> and you're like, oh god, it's all creepy. And
0: then the scene later on where he's laughing, and then the laughter turns into him <laughs> sobbing.
1: When he's, uh, yeah, and ah! he goes, like, uh, it's not, it's not Dick, it's, um, it's not Jason Todd either. It's Tim Drake.
0: I was gonna say it's Drake something, but I yeah, Tim
1: you're, Drake. I think your old, uh, your turned into a bitter old crow. I love Terry McGinnis. I, I will always back Batman Beyond. And I thought this was a great way to to, to bring the Joker back. Um,
0: well I also love they have a small side gag in there about the twins being Harley Quinn's granddaughters DD yeah mm-hmm.
1: voiced by Melissa Double John Down Art. no
0: crap I have something to tell you but I don't want to tell you on there about double- no no I'm gonna write it down so we can talk to you about it later it's okay. about the Double Down
1: uh yeah DD um uh, once again Henry Rollins pops up as a voice he was the voice of Bonk who gets killed by the Joker yes now, in the unrated version, it's the bang flag or I'm sorry in yeah just, the rated version it's the bang flag, flag
0: and then the spear that's
1: the unrated in the rated version, it's like gas, okay and when they do I was talking about this when they did the home videos mm-hmm. um and they show like the like the instruments table
0: oh. yeah,
1: see the unrated is all of the like it it almost looks like the the surgery table from the from Tim Burton's Batman. you're like, this is what I have to work with here um wherever he was fucking from
0: Eastern Europe <laughs>
1: parts um, unknown <laughs> yeah like parts unknown um but uh, in the rated version it's like a, a whoopee cushion uh, a rubber chicken you know yeah, like that's it,
0: actually pretty funny in and of itself but yeah
1: but it's not as not as horrible I I loved Return of the Joker it's one of those I when we worked at Paris there was a, a regular I don't know if you ever met named Colby and she and I bonded over a shared love of Batman Beyond.
0: Well, I love Batman Beyond, and I've always loved the styling of the gang of the Jokers.
1: I don't like the Jokers. I like the, the gang that kind of came out of that with um, Bonk and uh, the Scarecrow-looking guy whose name I can't remember. The Scarecrow-looking
0: the guy who sounds like fucking Christopher Walken.
1: Yeah, that's Michael Rosenbaum doing his Christopher Walken impression. It
0: cracks me up Do you Every know, if, when you watch Justice
1: League, he voices, um, I believe it's Deadshot on the Task Force X episode, and it's him, because he's the voice of the Flash on the Justice League. Yeah. Um, he fills in a couple of other voices. When he does um, Deadshot, it's him doing a Kevin Spacey impression. Oh, Lord. Like, that's how they, he builds his voices. He's like, I'll just do it. And it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, whatever you want, Mr. Joker. That was a really bad. Yeah, but I was
0: gonna say him doing Christopher Walken. That's I'm watching that and I could not stop laughing. Mm-hmm. It's which him. is funny though, because that makes me think of what is what are the name of the two councilmen that end up getting sewn together on The Venture Brothers?
1: Uh, it's the Red Dragoon. Oh, No, yeah, no. The Crimson, is it the Crimson Hood and the Red Dragon or something?
0: Something like that. What's but it's though, Buddy it,
1: Holly and the Big Bopper, I think. Right? It's supposed
0: to be, but what's funny about that is that is... Um, Him and his damn sousaphone. Like I said, that's, that's Chris McClellan and Doc Hammer doing dueling Alex Ginsberg's.
1: Is that really? Yeah. I mean, they're doing Alan Ginsberg? Oh, yeah. that's funny. I
0: was going to say, that's them both doing their Alan, drunk Alan Ginsberg impression. Well,
1: they talk about, I mean, it, if you listen to any of the Nerdist with when they have got Rob Paulson, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Maurice LaMarche. Uh, the one with um, Billy West and, uh, and they John have DiMaggio. two voice
0: actors on there, it's just fantastic. It's just
1: riff. It's just them riffing. But That's I love, all it is. I
0: love Joe DiMaggio doing, um... Was it, sorry, Morgan. John. Yeah, Tracy Moore. The whole face is sad. You
1: goes, You put it down here so you can... You yeah. gotta
0: make your whole face sad.
1: And then they talk about Bologna? why...
0: Bologna! Is there a Bologna here? Yeah.
1: But they talk about, like, yeah, we did Tracy Morgan, then we ran it backwards and forwards, and that's how we got this alien character that he did for whatever it was. And I mean, that's I was talking last night on doing the shooting the gap. We were talking about um, Heath Ledger's Joker. And I said, "Oh, I mathematically figured that out. It's Jack Nicholson plus Louis Black um, uh, plus um, something else um, gives you that. It's like it's one of those like it's it's just playing with you know." And but the, I I love that uh, Michael Rosenbaum goes. Can I just do my my Christopher Walken impression for this? And they go, Bruce Sims like, or probably more Andrea Romano, the, the voice director is like, yeah, knock yourself out. So it's like, well, how do you make it like distinguishable from other characters? I don't know. I'm gonna pretend to be Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Who fucking thinks of this?
0: like Lights I said Give them weird affectations so it's easier to identify mm-hmm. the characters.
1: But yeah, it it does take you out of, of bigs. You're like. It's just doing a bad Christopher. Oh, he's supposed to be. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 the DCU stuff or DCAU stuff, I, I chucked at You, I'm glad you liked. Um, you actually,
0: know... the last one we're going to talk about, All Star Superman, did not like it. Hard to watch.
1: How was that hard to watch? It
0: was just so clumsy and forced. They,
1: they, they literally adapted. I actually just watched that a couple days ago.
0: Sorry the gas made you hallucinate. Now you can be super Lois. Does your costume fit you? Only a little better than my own skin.
1: They adapted... It, it's almost verbatim the comic. They skipped a few issues here and there. Like, he doesn't go to the under... Un, like, the, like, sub-world... Lizard
0: uh, people are attacking.
1: Oh, the best gag on that is when, uh... What's-his-name throws him up in the sky and he goes... His lungs just burst. I'll be right back. Exactly. I, I mean... But like I said, so I I clumsy. love Grant Morrison, and it's... And if you... The very beginning of it, when, um... And it's... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony... Okay, I'm not gonna fuck... I'm gonna fuck up his name. But... Pagino or whatever his name is. He was the, the cop oh, friend on, um... So I married next murder.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He was Lex Luthor.
0: Now he... I was gonna say, he was also He's a big, on
1: a CSI or something, or a
0: was gonna say wasn't he the boss in empire records
1: yep okay um he does uh what's with today today um every
0: second i don't call the cops i look like a bigger banana head
1: banana balls um we'll just jump around movies
0: let's talk about bananas some more
1: no um we talked plenty about penises off air let's not do it on air
0: i was actually talking about bananas
1: oh not a euphemism.
0: So on, at midnight this week.
1: Hold on. So what I loved in uh, that, and I think I've talked about it before, but Grant Morrison literally distilled Superman's origin into four panels, eight words, and it's like doomed planet, desperate scientist, kindly couple, Superman, and the the fact that they did that in the cartoon, I liked. You know, once again, i read the comics, so I kind of had that in my head. Um, it did seem like it jumped around a little bit. The transitions were, cl- were a little clunky, I'll give you that. Um, coming from the whole, uh, Superwoman thing to the Lex Luthor in jail thing. Um...
0: This is my niece. She wants to run the, wants to run the world. I'll probably let her when I get done with it.
1: That's actually in the comic, room. Oh, you, no, no,
0: I like that. That made um, me laugh. That
1: was, uh, Linda Cardellini. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, in, in the comic, the gas thing gets a bit more played where, you know, um, but, and Solaris kind of comes out of nowhere if you don't follow Grant Morrison's, like, whole run on Justice League where he jumps to, like, DC 1 million and there's Solaris, uh, Solaris the you know, the sentient star computer and, and uh, you know, and Superman comes back from the sun and you're like, well, why was Superman in the sun? Well, you don't find out until, like, literally 10 years later when he does All-Star Superman, you're like, oh, he's fixing the sun. Which I thought was always very childlike and very Silver Agey. Um, also, Superman was Grant Morrison's kind of love letter to the Silver Age, kind of weird craziness. Um, they skipped but over he's the. He's
0: going to answer the question of the Sphinx.
1: Which was on the they played it as it was on the back of that newspaper, uh, which I didn't like because in the comic he just, like his his mind is so sharp he goes they surrender, and it's like answer acceptable. Would you like to play a game? So, and what's in John DiMaggio's in that? Like I said, plays uh, Samson.
0: Did not enjoy it at all. Okay. Boo.
1: That was when uh, you start seeing uh, Sam Register and, and Margaret Lou start taking over DC Animated and Bruce Timm starts backing off and you don't see uh, Alan Barnett's name very much. Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of start trans- transitioning into kind of the new guard. At the DC animated, which you know, as a white male, I'm not a big fan of change. As a nerd, I'm never a big fan of change, um, but it it happens, and uh, I think also Superman was one of those like kind of the new guard coming in and the old guard kind of backing off. And um, I, I will admit there there were problems with it, but it it's still for I mean comparatively to have you heard me talk about the Marvel animated? Yeah. Like, yeah, like They once again they still get ace fucking voice people. Uh, the animation was based on Frank Quitely's art.
0: Oh, I was fine with the art.
1: Yeah. Um, you just, yeah, the cl- the clunky transitions. That will, yeah, I'll give you that. Um.
0: Let's talk about something else that you hated. Somebody went and saw Amazing Spider-Man 2. No lord. It wasn't me.
1: No, it was me. I should have just saw Captain America 2 again. Um... My issues are other than everything happens because of coincidence, and yes, I know that you could say all stories happen because of coincidence, but this one was a little more reliant on that plot uh, idea than uh, other things. Um, my biggest problems with it were Electra, and obviously spoilers, and I'll say that when we um, when I post this. But uh, Deb, how well do you remember Batman Forever? Electro comes off as the Riddler in this. Really? Spider-Man saves him. He becomes obsessed with Spider-Man. Thinks he's his friend. Like, have Spider-Man next to a mirror that he looks at where, like, Spider-Man's hugging him, has his arm around him. And he's like, thanks, Spider-Man, you're my friend. So then he falls into a goddamn vat of, um, genetically modified electric eels being bitten by them, turning into Electro. And, one, I... I'm not a big fan of the repeated motif of let's be bitten by radioactive things Uh, I think it's cheap I think it's easy I don't like it the words of Mr. Horse no sir I don't like it um he then makes this weird character transition where it's like Spider-Man's my friend but now that I have electric powers I'm gonna make a world without power without Spider-Man I'm like when did that happen
0: so there's no like defining no yeah there There, is no like like
1: he just turns like on a dime it is fucking weird Green Goblin same fucking way. Now I like uh fucking not remember his name. Um Dane DeHaan who I really liked in uh in Chronicle. I mean, I think he's a great actor. I, I expect to see him. I can see him doing a bunch of indie shit and well, getting a lot of
0: Chronicle too.
1: Oh, it's back and forth on Chronicle Electric 2. Like Chronicle. Um but uh He goes to Peter Parker to find Spider-Man to um, get a sample of his blood because it's going to help him with this degenerative hereditary disease. Is it
0: McGregor's Syndrome?
1: It's almost McGregor's Syndrome, but it makes you look like a goblin. It's fucking retarded. Um, And Chris Cooper... You have to say
0: it like that.
1: Yes, because I imagine mentally insufficient people wrote this movie. Um,
0: Ready for a billion emails. Ah!
1: Anyway. Um... Frenzy.
0: Once again, Doug screams at the cats for no reason.
1: So he goes to Spider-Man. Spider-Man says, "Spider-Man says, no, no, can't give my blood. Look what happened last time. It turned Kirk Connors into a giant lizard who tried to turn the city into lizards." Um, the lizard
0: looked fucking awesome in the first one. I
1: did not like how the lizard looked in the first one. I wanted him to be more like the comic. Did you want a shock? I'm gonna say the words. I wanted him to look more like the comic book version where he was a bit more. Um, Almost crocodile gecko like lizard like that's
0: one of the images that stuck with me from the cartoon is him in the shredded lab coat looking like a crocodile.
1: Which you could have and done, the pants. Like you could have done some really like you remember when the um when it turned into werewolves in or werewolf in um werewolf in London and like it's like his like you hear like the cracking of the bones in his like face.
0: You know exactly what I'm thinking about now. No, I don't. Pet and Oswald his daughter seeing the werewolf
1: oh but the angry puppy was wearing a shirt he was
0: wearing a shirt yeah maybe the hair will make
1: maybe the hair will make, make the, the
0: wolves go away
1: yeah the wolf nightmare or whatever it was yeah um but like they could have done something really like creepy and terrible and very you know Cronenberg-esque you know that that weird like body horror stuff. They could have done that, but they didn't.
0: Anything dysmorphic like that. When you see like you hear the bones cracking and see the muscles and flesh moving underneath the skin, it's very unsettling. Yes, it should have been. Like I said, because it's almost like you're ripping out of your own form. The
1: only time I've never, the only time I've seen something like that where I literally cannot watch it again, is in Unbreakable. Is when he falls down the stairs. I cannot watch that scene. It is... It's... I what's what's worse than nauseating?
0: Well, it's the thing is, and I the first time I watched that, it was horrible. And oh, then, God,
1: like, I, but you couldn't turn away.
0: The problem is, a couple years after that, I actually met a kid that had that condition where his bones broke incredibly easily. Like Mr. Glass? Exactly. I was gonna say, he, he was on some medication that made it a little bit better, but yeah, he had that same genetic condition. Fuck that noise. And... I watched the movie again after knowing him, and it was even more horrifying.
1: Oh, God. The way, like, when he's starting to hurry down the stairs, you're like, oh, God, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And it's like, ugh. Oh. And it's like these, those sickening sounds, plus the, like, weird, quick uh, close-ups. Like, it's like a jump cut to every close-up. It's filmed extremely well. Uh, this is before M. Night Shyamalan Shulama- Lama Ding Dong sucked.
0: I really liked Unbreakable. up I thought it was underrated.
1: Yes, but I do agree with the Nerdist idea that every one of his movies is half as good as the one like... Previous. Yeah. Like, Sixth Sense, I didn't really like it, but I loved Unbreakable. Um, and then there was... Did you
0: ever see, um, Lady in the Water?
1: Yes. I
0: never watched it.
1: It's so fucking... Oh my god. That old Much lady like that just... I
0: never liked Signs.
1: They might as well just called her, like, Little Old Lady Exposition, because, like, she just explains everything that's happening, because it happened to her as a little kid, and it's just like... Oh my god, it's. Gypsy warning! <laughs> Just like the gypsy woman said! That's right.
0: God, what was that? God, what That's what was, was It was if John Waters did a remake of Mad Max. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, yeah. the when description good, of the, the cross dressing truckers, truckers chasing yeah. him. They're him and the
1: old, yeah, the uh, Cadillac gym or whatever they called him.
0: Just like the gypsy woman said! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Something
0: um, about making it rain? <laughs>
1: Make it rain! So anyway,
0: um, back you to Spider-Man. I can see man. you doing the hand motion of I throwing bills I mean, and strippers, I, I, Doug.
1: dollar coins, because I'm a dick.
0: Dollar colleagues, y'all. Oh, so dollar last dollar week... Coins, y'all. <laughs> so last week, my boss paid me over $200 in ones. And I had to take it to the freaking grocery. So I say to Guess how no, I earned this? <laughs> I said to the cashier, I'm like, my boss thinks it's funny. He always gives me a bunch of ones, also he she's a, a stripper. I was gonna say it, cause he, I was going say, it, and it makes people think I'm a stripper, and the clerk said the nicest, slash, most offensive thing to me ever, which was, oh, I think if you're a stripper, you'd be more like a ten or twenty kind of gal.
1: That's a compliment.
0: It's a compliment, but it's a
1: compusalt salt. yeah, I'm trying to think of the term um,
0: you totally could be a stripper, but you'd be a high class one. <sighs> like I said. Um, I wasn't offended at all, but it was just one of those things. What
1: song would you strip to? What would be, like, your jam?
0: Darling Nikki.
1: Not Morrissey.
0: <laughs> Morrissey, Girlfriend in a Coma. Girlfriend in a Coma, I know, no, would would be like serious.
1: You'd just be like, I'm gonna be all, like, hipster ironic and just do, like, the Pet Shop Boys.
0: Yaggedy Sax, I'd strip to Yaggedy Sax.
1: Wow. Alright, deep cut. Nicely done. You like that? I do. Um, so back to Spider-Man. <laughs> that was a fun tangent. So,
0: What would you strip to?
1: Well, I'd like to say because of the Sandman comic Under Pressure, um, just for the nerd reference. Um, Old Man by Neil Young. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Also, Cats in the Cradle. There's one to strip to.
1: Or just the spoken word part of Knights in White Satin, because um, I've showed you. I know what we're talking about. Is, strip is, to
0: Age of Aquarius. It's gone, no. Let the sunshine. I can't not think of the end of Forty Year Old version on that Herald. one. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so.
0: Sorry, Spider Man Two.
1: So he says, I, "I like that I can jump right back <laughs> into it." So he goes, "Like, no, don't." You know, my blood will... It, it could turn people into lizards. Or whatever. Because we don't know what effect. So, of course, uh, Harry Osborn goes on a, like, tear to try Diary. to get Spider-Man's yeah. blood. And uh, finds the... They, they have a secret stash of the spider venom from the genetic spiders. Um, we, which he, he injects. It accelerates the disease. Which would not a shock. Makes him look, yeah, it sort of like a goblin. And he crawls into the uh like, nervous, uh, uh, like, Nero-responsive, like, battle armor slash glider. And it's just like, so he just, he just, like, now he's the Green Goblin, like, out of nowhere.
0: Hmm. Now, you don't, I don't on. say very many good things about the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but I did really like Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin.
1: Actually, I was talking about that last night where I really, I didn't like the Green Goblin, goblin but i liked i liked well i liked norman osborn
0: i liked the really awkward dinner they're having where oh i was going to say oh. norman and peter figure out who the other person is while they're of sitting the blood the, and he's on the ceiling like I said oh. while they're sitting at the dinner table with aunt b and with harry aunt May i oh, sorry aunt May.
1: aunt b is from oh, from mayberry
0: <laughs> i baked the pie um, like I said, but that awkward scene at the dinner table where they, where they start out, figuring it out. And oh. you're just like, oh, fuck. Shit just got real! Shit
1: just got real, son! Green Goblin up in the hizzy. So, um, by the end of the movie, and I'm gonna jump to the end of the movie and then jump back to the middle, uh, and then I'll wrap up on it. Um, the end of the movie, you see the Green Goblin, and, and they, I liked that, much like Batman has Arkham, Spider-Man has Ravencroft. And they have Dr. Kafka. And I really liked those nods.
0: Dr. Kafka.
1: Yeah. Um, Settle. But I did not like... Once again, probably looked great on the page. Did not look great on film. I was not... It, it seemed very just shoehorned in. Um, but you have, at the end, Harry Osborn. And they go... And the, the Man in the Shadows from the, uh, the first episode... Their first uh, movie is like you know he goes well you look well you know how's the disease and he goes eh it comes and goes and I'm like really the disease that for the whole movie was going to kill you by the time you were 40 now just comes and goes I was like that's just shitty you're just not killing them that's just lazy writing yeah so that you can set up the sinister six which you and I talked about off air that the rhino doesn't even pop up till the last thirty seconds. That's too and good, I really wanted to see
0: a bunch of Paul Giamatti. Well
1: right now. And you can't, you can't even hear his hammy ass accent because Just of a the fat
0: sack of crap with an ass for a face.
1: face. Look at the jackass boy. No, um, but you don't even hear him because, like, the transformer they put him in, like, the, the sound editing was really bad, um, in my opinion. My biggest problem, and I told you this off air, that I almost walked out at, at, at on this was the big reveal on Peter Parker, or Richard Parker's rather, uh, Spider-Man's dad. um, His reveal on the secret base he had in the uh, train car that comes up out of the ground. And it's just like, where did this come from? Why is it there? Peter never uses it. He literally, it's only there so that he can watch the video that you see Richard Parker make at the beginning of the movie. So Peter can see the video that we've already seen. So why do we need to watch it again? A and two, like you had to set up a whole, like you couldn't just find it, the DVD of it or the VHS or whatever because it was, you know.
0: There was a flash drive inside an air vent. A zip. It,
1: fuck it. He's really smart. Maybe it's an early adapter to the zip drive. I don't give a fuck what it is. He finds
0: a nice five-inch floppy in between the floorboards. The
1: whole movie's a fucking five-inch floppy, if you know what I mean. Um, flaccid dick is what I'm saying. Um, let's dispense with the subtleties. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. The odd part is, of course, I'm going to go see the third and fourth ones. Um, I did like, like I said to you off-air, um, I did like the chemistry between... Obviously, uh, Gwen and Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield, and Emma Stone.
0: You should talk about what you did like about it, which was one specific scene.
1: I did, and huge spoilers. So on So many one. spoilers. Um, unless you haven't read the thirty-year-old comic, um, there's a moratorium on that one. Come on.
0: What's the moratorium on comics? Ten years.
1: Go. Uh, I. Would, I'll, I'll go with the same as for TV. Like I would say, six months. Really. Yeah, because hmm. that's—I mean—you're gonna get like the DVD, or, the, or it's gonna be on Netflix, or it's gonna be in a trade paperback. Okay, yeah. You know, so I'll—I'll give—I'll I'll, okay. I'll give, I'll give you six months. Okay. And if you're not really a fan, why didn't you not watch it when it came out? Like, shut up. If you haven't watched it by now or read it by now or whatever, or if you're listening to this and you're comic nerd like and you don't know the story of Gwen Stacy, like I—I I can't help you. Anyway, so the Um
0: is- and you said they had her costumed exactly how they had her yep, in the Atomic. Yep,
1: comics. mint skirt, purple uh, purple jacket, and mint skirt, or mint jacket and purple skirt. Ugh, I'm almost gay. Anyway, um, she looked fabulous. Um, and I told you, uh, from a comic book, comic book fan standpoint, the minute you see Green Goblin, Gwen Stacy, at a bridge, bridge, shit's gonna go down, and you know how it's gonna go down. And in the comics, it's always been Peter grappling with this idea of when Gwen Stacy gets chucked off the... In the comics, it's the George Washington Bridge. Um, did the shock of the fall kill her? Or when he webbed her to save her, did it stop her so suddenly that it hurt her in a way that resulted in death? In the movie, there is no question. He webs her, and she comes to a very, very abrupt stop. And you hear the sound of her neck breaking.
0: And you said the whole theater just basically the, I mean,
1: went, oh! Oh, like, the guy, the guy, two seats down for me, was kind of a, you, I could tell he was a comic book nerd, too, the way he, like, he and I were reacting to certain things. Um, sorry, you they,
0: trying to tell me you had a weird blind date with a comic book dude at the Spider-Man movie? Yeah, you could tell he just dragged
1: his girlfriend to it. Oh, um,
0: uh, he had a girlfriend to bring.
1: Yeah, a beard, if you will. Um, but, uh, yeah, he and I were kind of you know, making eye contact. Oh, that sounds weird. Um, but kind of like both kind of reacting in the same He's way and realizing we both reacted. Um, He's like the wind. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, Gwen Stacy's death. We both flipped out over hearing them talk about Felicia, mm-hmm. who's the Felicia Hardy, the black cat. They teased her. And they teased uh, Alistair Smythe, who makes Spider Slayer robots. Guess what they do? Um,
0: Kill spiders for you? Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, as long as you know, he's got radioactive blood, man. Yeah, um, they kill people that do what spiders can can or could. No, or yeah, whatever. So, um, I I am not. I'm
0: that whole fucking song in my head. You fucking dick.
1: The, oh, that's his ringtone by the way. In the movie, is this is the 60s or the 70s Spider-Man thing? And you're like, really? Little tongue in cheek, but come on. I liked it better when you had, like, the weird, like, Asian homeless lady playing it on the violin in the in the Sam Raimi stuff. Mm. Um, I, out of, and I talked about this uh, last night with the Sports Boys, out of five Spider-Man movies, I've only liked two. Five of them, I've liked two. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2, the one with Dr. Octopus with Elton Rolina. He was great. Oh, the whole movie's fucking, it's, it's, it's it is it, one, is, it is, it is the Dark one, night. Like of those movies. Like I said, I have one movies. major
0: problem with that movie. It was too short. When he drowns the dwarf star in the river. But the, the cinematography—it's
1: not a dwarf star. It's like an electromagnet. Like it makes scientific sense. They drown It's the same from Batman Rises or uh, Dark Knight Rises. They're gonna flood it. I do. With really... the cinematography of of um, the parts of the building falling and framing Doctor Octopus sinking, and the arms like reaching out to try to save him and they don't. Like oh, it's fuck. It literally it's fucking beautiful
0: two things about that i really do love is the whole scene when they have him in surgery to try and remove the octopus arms
1: and it's very sam raimi
0: and they have the close-up on the arm like becoming sentient mm-hmm. and you're it's,
1: like Ooh! well it's it's shot the way like he shot evil dead no like exactly it's fucking it raimi that it's close-ups of it's close-ups of bad special effects is like what i said it is.
0: that in the first few scenes of the movie where Peter's life just sucks
1: <laughs> the whole mo- it's just like 20 minutes of can't catch a break
0: yeah pretty much like I said he's got the shitty apartment with the shitty landlord he gets fired I was gonna say he's working a pizza job where he can't fucking win because he's trying to save people and actually you know earn rent and whatever
1: happened with the, the, the girl that like was kind of a Gwen Stacy-esque character that
0: was the landlord's daughter
1: yeah that like that never like he kind of flared with her when he was under the symbiote's influence but like that never got paid off you just ate cake. Like, what a dick.
0: Now I want cake.
1: Aw. Interfective.
0: It's becoming my outer fat. at least
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... And, and, on by the way, and the other Spider-Man movie out of the five was the first Amazing Spider-Man. Despite my misgivings with the uh, lizard, the lizard effects, yeah, I liked I it. We both really liked
0: it. I We liked Quippy Spider-Man. You know, as...
1: As stupid as I make it sound, I love the kind of almost, and you know my my obsession with the kind of dumb, silver-agey stuff, Uh, I kind of like the, I'm gonna make a thing that turns everyone into lizards. Like, why wouldn't you? That makes no sense. No logical. Like, even if you're, like, running on a reptile brain, no pun intended, like, you still wouldn't do it.
0: I was going to say, it's just lazy you writing.
1: St- yeah, like, you still would like, it'd be like, I'm the lizard, what do I do? I'm making a lizard ray. Wait, what? But I loved kind of the nod to, like, that whole Silver age um, stuff. You know, Spider-Man stopped me from turning the, you know, the city into lizards. Like, I can see the cover in my head. You know, the lizard on top of the building with, like, the lizard ray.
0: You say that, and I can picture the lizard on top of Empire State in a very King Kong X pose. Mm-hmm. Instead of holding a, a woman, though, he's holding a lizard, right? hmm. Yeah.
1: It's like, will Spidey stop him? The lascivious lizard menace? Yeah, I mean, no. Stanley, he was all about alliteration.
0: There's a nod to that in Big Bang Theory when they're going to meet Stanley, and Raj names off all of the characters Stanley made up that has the uh, alliteration in their names.
1: Uh,. Peter Parker, Reed Richards, um, I mean, yeah, he's, do you know why he did that?
0: It's easier to remember the names, mm-hmm. yeah. Because he was writing so many of them. Yeah, it's easier to remember the names, which is interesting because when we both read Ready Player One, there's a nod to that in the main character's name, because they named him, what, Wade Watts? Wade Watts. Yeah. I Wade Wilson.
1: No, they That's named Deadpool.
0: him, I was going to say, they named him Wade Watts, and his dad said it was because he was a big fan of comic books, uh-huh. so he liked the alliteration little, in the name.
1: Yep, yep, yep. yep. All of my uh, future kid names are uh, not alliteration at all. One is lit nerdy, though. What's that? Uh, if it would have been a If we had, I, I'd have a boy, uh, we would name it... I can't remember if it's Tyler Holden or Holden Tyler.
0: Tyler Holden would be that artist. If you name a kid Holden, you're just setting him up to get made fun of for the first number of years in school.
1: Well, but it's uh, named after the two greatest uh, anarchists in modern I American know, I lit. I
0: but how many Holden my dick jokes are you going to make this kid sit through
1: Holding my Tyler,
0: Tyler Holden's much better.
1: Tyler Holden. Everybody yeah, call him Ty, and it's like that's douchey.
0: Well, just don't let people call him Ty.
1: Okay. Fair enough.
0: God.
1: Oh, you are raising my imaginary kid. What, that's weird. The one
0: named after Tyler Durden and Holden Caulfield. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. I knew both of those. This guy.
1: First rule of catching in the rye is.
0: You gotta catch. The gotta, gotta,
1: gotta, gotta get a. Gotta get. Hand in front of the ball. Yeah. What was that? I just read on Facebook. What is it awkward what I just
0: you've ever said? I, yeah.
1: What was that? I just read on Facebook, uh, Twitter. It was uh, first rule of Fight Club is awkward groan, and it says first rule of Fight Club is no one kicks me in the balls while I'm explaining the rules to Fight Club.
0: Really? <laughs> first rule of Fight Club is no boners during a fight.
1: Yeah. No. No rings. <laughs> no rings. No boners.
0: So you and I actually just watched the first episode of season two of Mark Marin.
1: Of Marin. I love it. I, I literally forgot how much I loved and I've known Mark Marin for as a name and as a comedian for literally decades. He was coming up um, when Comedy Central first kinda of started.
0: Um, well, just I love that the show is really about him kind of addressing the fact that he has been a dick. And he has kind of wallowed in his bitterness, and now he's trying to do things he a little... He still bit, does. Well, he's trying to do things a little bit That's his thing. Well, honey, I mean, we're all filled with a certain amount of melancholy. Some of us more than others. Um, but I was going to say, it's But really it, interesting to watch Chris Hardwick, Hardwick be a dick. Because it's just so, so against his character.
1: It's so against type. I mean, he... You listen to the Nerdist, and he's so empathetic, and he talks about, it like...
0: Well, he, he genuinely enjoys people, and he wants to hear their stories.
1: Well, and when he says certain things on this episode of Marin, you can, like... You'd be like, yes, that is what he'd say, just not how he'd say it. Like, he does have that awareness where he says, like, look, I thought you were going to wallow in your bitterness. I thought it would eat you up. It didn't, and you're actually trying, and that's good. Like, what he's saying, he I can it hear... He like such an
0: asshole. Yeah, exactly. So a- he would never say that like that in... Mm-hmm. Kind of- in R.L.
1: And st- IRL. And he, and he stares down Marin like nine times. And just watching Hardwick try to stare Doing someone is a down. is
0: favor and I don't have to like it.
1: Hey, we should go get that lunch at that thing at the place. Um, I, I loved it. And I loved that it kind of poked fun at Hardwick. Um, when they make that joke about like you called me host boy on Twitter. Um,
0: well, what's funny about that is that you haven't watched it, but in this week's episodes about Midnight, they have Mark Marin on
1: yeah, probably pimping Marin with Hardwick.
0: They actually do a gag where they add a feature called Marin Points, and every time Mark Marin says something mean to Chris Hardwick, they give him a Marin Point. And at did, the end of the episode, Chris is like, For every one of these points, I will donate $100 to an anti bullying yeah. campaign.
1: Did you? I know I recommended it to you. Did you ever listen to the DLM with uh, Marin and uh, Kumel Nanjiani? I just
0: never got around to it. Which I would really love to see those two play off for each other.
1: Love isn't the right word. Relish. Wallow. <laughs> well,
0: because it's just you know, Camel's very excited about a lot of things.
1: But Camel can give as as good as he takes.
0: Oh God, yes! I mean, come and on. Marin, I saw him doing the Lord of the Rings versus Star Trek. And
1: Marin is, I mean, the the whole interaction between Michael Ian Black and Marin on the show Marin like is is pitch perfect. Get how, off!
0: How, Get off!
1: I just did. Yeah. But I mean, it's just how sharp Marin really is. Um, and you hear that on, uh, when I talk about DLM, Douglas Movies, you hear him on um, the Christmas episodes, the 12 Gifts of Christmas, and uh, random episodes. I mean, the guy's got a knack for being an asshole. Um, I, I was kind of talking outside of my mouth so we could focus on the show, but I was like, and we can probably see, like, why I, you know. I, uh, emphasize, I, I,
0: uh... Like, this is kind of my life.
1: Well, when you just... That whole line about, like, everyone thinks I'm an asshole? I'm not an asshole anymore. Those pieces of shit. Yeah, but... Like Tell me you crazy. can't hear that in my voice. Like, it's I, fu- I fucking mean. ridiculous. Um... Yeah, it's... I, I very much identify with, with the Marin... With the fictionalized version of
0: him. So, uh, are you up on your Bob's Burgers, or no? I am... So, in this recent episode of Bob's Burgers, uh, Louise has a cavity. And she runs away to Linda's sister's house, Gail. The whole episode is worth it simply for the game that Gail invents. Gail Force wins. Do you not know this episode?
1: No. I don't watch Bob's Burgers regularly.
0: You said you were up on it.
1: I meant that I'm aware of the show.
0: (sighs) You need to watch it.
1: I'm like Mark Maron on Talking Bob's Testicles, Because they got testicles, Bob. Get it?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I got it. Well, sad news and happy news. We are getting our renews cancels for the new TV season. Let's start
1: off with a happy because that'll be super quick. I'm, I'm super psyched because it really has picked up in the last like month. Um, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been renewed. Yay. Gee, not a shot, because it's got billion-dollar movies backing it, and Disney, Well, it wasn't and...
0: doing that well for a while, but since Captain America 2 came out... Well, and really... the
1: crossovers with Thor, the Dark World, and Lady Sif coming down to take up the Enchant... Or, they didn't call her the Enchantress, but it was Lorelai.
0: I was gonna say, they 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 really did up their game.
1: Um, and, you know, rumor has it that... Uh, well, they had an entire episode with uh, Maria Hill, mm-hmm. with Kobe Smulders on it, and, of course, rumor has it that the thought-dead Nick Fury is going to cameo on the season finale
0: Nick Fury's not dead he came back remember
1: I know <laughs> do I remember I fucking I rewatched that I rewatched that movie and it still kicks ass it's a great movie. I still love it there's that part where the winter soldier holds the shield. okay and anyway um, and I'm like oh because Chris Evans is gonna go away and Sebastian Stan's, Stan is signed on for like fucking nine movies I'm like they're gonna do fucking winter soldier cap they're gonna do my cap it's gonna be fucking rad
0: okay Agent Carter
1: they uh, greenlit doing Agent Carter, which is uh, based on the kind of the in between of um, what you see at the end of Captain America One mm-hmm. and the Golden Pond equivalent of her uh, in Captain America, America Two. 2. Yeah. so uh, it's really kind no of the no theme. reaction when I heard it's the Golden Pond version. I
0: was thinking about Philadelphia story, and then on Golden Pond, and then on a Slinky. Anyways
1: doing a head slinky thing. Anyway, um, so it'll fill in, like, after the war and the boys have come back and she's left being a strong woman in a world now full of men and it's all about, like, they they send her to, like, some, like, science version or science, um, branch or typing pool, I'm not quite sure. And, uh, Science! And typing. And, uh, typing?
0: Typewriter hands. Typewriter
1: hands. (laughs) And, uh, You know, I guess she goes on, like, secret episodes, or secret episodes, secret missions for, uh, Howard Stark, which I guess, what's his name, is, uh, uh, Dominic, Dominic Cooper? I want to say, is that right?
0: I'm not 100% positive. I know Um, who you're talking about,
1: but I'm not. But yeah, I guess, like, he's gonna be a...
0: Reoccurring?
1: Yeah, reoccurring, thank you. Nice. Um, I mean, they're literally building... I'm hoping to see a Tommy Lee Jones cameo. If you watch uh, Winter Soldier... Take like...
0: that! I was gonna say, take that, DC. Get your shit together.
1: I actually like Arrow infinitely more than than S.H.I.E.L.D. I only, like Arrow because Infinite... only because of the references.
0: Because I I like Arrow infinitely more than S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Tell me what they're doing with their movie franchise. Tell me how they're expanding their universe.
1: They're doing it all in one movie? Like, hey, you know what? It's If they can do it... the ca- Once again, the cast is so fucking crazy... It's like *Their Guardians of the Galaxy*, where the the cast is so crazy, it's either gonna like it's gonna be gangbusters or it's gonna fall up.
0: I think *Guardians of the Galaxy* is gonna be gangbusters, and this, you know my feelings.
1: I think people will see what's what's its working title *Superman Batman*.
0: Wonder Woman. Pe-
1: pe- people will see it. I'll see it.
0: I'm not saying I'm not gonna. Do see Do I think it.
1: it's gonna make the money that *Guardians of the Galaxy* and *Avengers* made? I think it will because of curiosity, but will it have the staying power that the Marvel the, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has? I doubt it. Hmm. I, I, I just I think Marvel beat them to the punch and at this point people are just people are just gonna go, Well, they're just trying to do what Marvel did. I mean, you know what I mean? And it's an unfair comparison. I, I mean they are different companies are doing different things and if it works for one and it doesn't work for the other and, and, and vice versa, great. I hope it works. I like DC, you know, but
0: like, DC was doing great with you know the Christopher Nolan Batman, and then the Avengers kind of came along and kicked you right in the junk, right squall. I'm actually junk.
1: wondering which one made more money, Dark Knight or Avengers, because I know Avengers box office off the top of my head because
0: I'm not me. sure. You're gonna have to look it up.
1: Yeah, I've looked it up because I know Avengers did 1.8 billion total. Good um,
0: lord, it's mind boggling.
1: No, it's not it's Joss Whedon doing no
0: but I'm just saying that's so much money
1: because um, you go oh it's like a 200 million dollar movie and I'm like Not the is that part months. is it made whatever that is 5, six, seven, eight, eight times what that cost I mean 200 million dollars is just a number that when I say it I can't even think about that amount of money I have a seems, really
0: hard time figuring out what to do with it's
1: eleventy it. billion to me like, it just it doesn't make any sense it's a Googleplex to me.
0: Alright, well we'll look that up and I'm sure the internet will tell us next week. And our last sad note before we head into our endicappers. One of our favorite shows Into our what? End to cappers. End cappers. One of our favorite shows has, has finally reached the end of its run. Even it's though it's official I was gonna say, even though it struggled pretty much every season to know if it was coming back.
1: <clears throat> R.I.P. community. Just short of the six seasons and a movie.
0: I really wish it had gotten six seasons so we could hold out hope for a movie. D- Harmon talked about doing a
1: movie. But you know what? In this day well, and no, age, with the can... digital media, you've got stuff like Futurama and um,
0: Arrested, Arrested Development,
1: Development. And uh, Community's got the cult following. You could, you could end up seeing it on Netflix. Or Hulu does, I think, uh, yeah, probably more Netflix. But. I,
0: said, I would love to see it on Netflix. However, I'm also excited to see what Harmon's going to do now.
1: D and D podcast,
0: <laughs>
1: Harbintown. He's doing a. They're doing a uh, a documentary about him. I know that. Um, I totally had something to say about that, and then I completely lost it. Anyway.
0: So, and I was going to say, in tribute to community, Doug and I will be getting a shitload of felt beards mm-hmm. to place on ourselves and everywhere else.
1: Yep. Do you know the name of the Star Trek episode that's actually based on? no It's Mirror Mirror. On the wall. Jane Thor Murmur. <laughs> I like that Kat Dennings automatically goes Gersbrums whenever that fucking hammer's around. That could be construed as dirty. Um, just saying.
0: Oh my god. Murmur. It's Murmur.
1: She goes Thor Jane Bla Murmur. This is one of my favorite moments, and I believe that's the, uh, that's the second one. Yeah, it's in Dark. Sorry, words. I rewatched it's it. In third, uh, dark weird. It's in the third, of the Dirk world.
0: Which, by the way, we should probably take a picture of the toy that you brought me last week. Okay. Somebody got me a Loki bobblehead.
1: I did. <laughs> like I said, left to my own devices, you get extra special gifts.
0: Just pointing out to me. Where are my dolls?
1: I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. No,
0: I'm sorry, I didn't make it over the wizard's titties this week to buy dolls. That's all right. Uh, Internet told me I'm wrong. Oh,
1: I almost sent you a picture though. They just released the new uh, promo pictures for the new set, which is based on the War of Light from Green Lantern. And they actually have, like, the size of what I'm doing with my hands that you can't see, but, like, the size of my fist, which uh, you also can't see.
0: Picture a normal dude's fist.
1: Dude, where are you going with that one?
0: Size. Fist.
1: Size queen. Um, ow.
0: I just hit you with the whiteboard and you deserved it.
1: Uh, lanterns. Like, they've got the black lantern, the purple lantern, the what- I don't know what they do.
0: Are you you gonna hold them and recite
1: I actually don't know any of the other oaths except for the Green Lantern, and the one from the uh, Indigo Tribe is a, f- a completely foreign language. Hmm. Um, but I know it says it, it does have Abin Sur's name in it, um, and their final, their home planet's finally re- uh, been released as Knock or Nook, and okay, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'd say Knock. I'd say Knock. No.
0: Yeah. All right. Internet told me I'm wrong. We only have two corrections. And to correct something that happened last week, we could not find out any information about Icicle Jr.'s mom other than the fact that she died during childbirth because of hypothermia. I, he he froze that badge.
1: All right, well, that just took the wind out of my sails for the uh, other two corrections. Uh, Kevin Hart was also in Grudge Match that came out about the same time as, as Ride Along.
0: Okay.
1: And miss henderson presents was the, the James King doody dench Hedge brothel movie
0: that we couldn't think of that, that had Bob in it.
1: uh oh fuck i just closed the wrong note
0: are we still re- okay yeah we're still recording i'm like did, did we stop recording and mistakes i made this week so this week in ingress they released the new levels which is awesome because it has a new goal for me to work towards and i've been working pretty hard at it because i want to level up I was, however, out working out and ingressing, and had my first ingress-related injury. I straight up ate fucking shit while I was ingressing and jogging, and spiderwebbed the fuck out of the screen on my phone. Mm -hmm. I totally scraped up both my knees and my hands, and I don't know if you've noticed me doing weird shoulder stretches like the entire time we've been recording. Nah, but... My whole fucking body hurts, because I fell so fucking hard yesterday playing ingress. That's the whiskey
1: bath you took No, that was just regular. Okay. Yeah. That was just I stays. This happened yesterday. Oh. (laughs) I was going to
0: say, yesterday is when I ate shit because of an ingress-related injury. Awesome. Great. What about you, Doug? Did you make any mistakes this week? Nope, I'm perfect. All right, I ain't a social contract, asshole.
1: This was brought up on a podcast, uh, not one of ours, uh, but I was thinking about it. The entitlement you get from job labels. And this comes out on the heels if you listen to Damn. Uh, about that, you know, I would be becoming, like, a manager type. Um, And I thought about kind of the entitlement that I was really trying to not have. Um, And then I thought of really pretentious job entitlement. Uh, Things like, if you work at Subway, you're called a sandwich artist. No, you're not. telling
0: you talking about puff titles? Yes. You're a sanitation engineer.
1: We have our own puff titles. I mean, we really do. And I know you don't say... No,
0: no, no. I'd like to say it as future planning as opposed to Puff Title.
1: Oh, my God. You just give Puff Title a Puff Title. You like that? That That one's for you.
0: Because
1: you're the CCO, and I'm the CVO. And I was talking to my mom, and she goes, CVO? And I went, Chief Visionary Officer. And she goes, I've never heard that before. And I went, that's because I'm pretty sure I made it the fuck up. Like, they're bullshit titles. I like that we're co-conspirators, and that you're full of wind, and I'm a head nerd. Like, that makes all sense. Or most sense, or some sense, maybe not a lot of sense, but
0: I'm definitely overwhelmed who's that knocking at the door? Why it's our super villain friend of the show?
1: I nice meet you really no
0: well, we have some questions we'd like to ask you.
1: I would be happy to answer them if I were capable of feeling
0: would you consider going on a dating show to replace your wife Nora?
1: I mean like sure I. Guess my wife is frozen, dead for at least a little while until I figure that out. Batman we're just to get out of my way, but then I figure I'd get to like the third round, fall in love with the girl, I wouldn't get the rose, end up bitter, trying to freeze Gotham, all while looking at the bachelorette on the cover of People magazine with the one she actually picked. Damn you, Stacy! Damn you! This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive Producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickber. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!